Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. Ready for the Word? Pastor Dan and I are going to do it together. Is that alright? Let, let me just say, Pastor Phil told me we'll be duet preaching. Now, in every duet, there's a main singer. And then there's a harmony adder, right? So let me introduce you to the main singer. <laughs> I'm only supporting, okay? So, I beg to defer. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles. Let's do Matthew chapter... Five verse fourteen. Matthew chapter five verse fourteen. Matthew chapter five verse fourteen. I want us to read this together in concert. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. I thought I heard sounds. I mean, people's voices when we're singing. Now, are you ready? All right, let's do Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 together. We're going to look at the multimedia screen and we'll read it out together. Are you ready? One to go. You are the light light of the world. world. A city that is set set on a hill cannot cannot be hidden. hidden. So say after me, say, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Right. Um, To introduce this talk, I want us to realize that when we talk about light, light is not just a thing. Light is not just a concept. Light is a person, right? So before we bring the concept of light being a source of illumination or light being a source of uh, um, brightness, Light is, first of all, a person. So can you say after me, light is a person? person. Now, uh, Jesus is the true light of the world. John chapter 8, verse 12. John chapter 8, verse 12. Let me show you something. The true source of light is him, Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Not sun. Mm-hmm. Not the stars. Not. I know I'm glad to have all this light available. But the true light is Christ. Okay? Now, John chapter 8, verse 12 says Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. So when we're talking about light, the first thing you should think about is light is first a person. And when you understand that light is first of all a person, it makes you realize that whatever looks like light that is not that person is not light. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. So, anything 
that is not Jesus or anything that doesn't bring its bearing from Christ is not light. So you can only say that this is true light when you say it is coming from Christ. Hallelujah. Now, um, Pastor Dan, I want to share. Look at John chapter 9, verse 5. Let me show you something. John chapter 9, verse 5. It says, now, we have established the fact that Jesus is the true light. Yes? All right. Um, he says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As long as Jesus is in the world, he is the light of the world. There's a difference between Jesus and the Christ. Are you still here? The Christ is the title of Jesus. Christ means the anointing and his anointed one. So, uh, Jesus is the physical man who was born by Mary. And that's why if, you, if you're from different religious background, you realize that the birth, first of all, the birth of Jesus is not the same thing as the origin of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Even though he was born by Mary, did not mean that that was his origin. So, the origin of Jesus is before his birth. The Bible says in John chapter 1, that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So, the word, which was Jesus, in John chapter 1 verse 14, which says, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. All right. So, Jesus is the word. Jesus originated as the word before he was born. Are you still here? Now, the man Jesus was in this world, on this earth, you and I are walking on. But he says something, Pastor Dan, that as long as he is in the world, he's the light of the world. So, what do you say about the fact that Jesus is no longer here? Well, um, he said as long says, as long as I am in the world. As I'm in the world. So I think the real question is, now that he's not in the world, who is the light of the world? Somebody has to take the place of Jesus. Hmm? Yeah. He says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So I'm asking you a question right now. Is Jesus in the world right now? Jesus. Is he in the world right now? Now, so who is the light of the world? Amen. You are the light of the world. Glory. Now, Pastor Phil, there was a time when there was only one Jesus yeah. in the flesh. Yeah. He said, it's advantageous for you that I go, because if I go, the, the spirit, spirit will come will. in you. Yes. Now, what that means is, at that time, Jesus could only be in one place at a time. Jesus could either be in Nazareth, or he could be in Bethlehem. He could not be in more than one place at a time. Why? Because just like Pastor Phil, he had body, right? But coming in spirit form and inhabiting you and I, Mm -hmm. Jesus is in every nook and corner of Nigeria and the world. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we have the same spirit that resided in Jesus. So, 
We went from one Jesus, the yeah. firstborn, the only begotten son. We went from the only begotten son to having the firstborn among many brethren. brethren. So who yes, is sir. the light of the world? Mm. Come on, say that like you know. Who is the light of the world? Now, I want to introduce you, Pastor Phil, to something that we've called the three concepts of the great lights. We have the sun, we have the moon, and we have the stars, right? Three great lights. Now, historically, we, you and I, have been associated with the moon. So it's been said that the Christian, the believer, is the moon. Now, many of you want to be stars. Who wants to be a star? You know, I want to be a star. I want to be famous. You know why we have been associated with the moon? Because the moon does not originate its own light. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many of you did, what's, is it geography? Yeah, geography. We know from geography that the moon, the light that the moon gives is gotten where? From the sun. So who is the sunlight? Jesus. And who is the moonlight? Me. So the light that you have is only a reflection of the light that the sun gives. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. So when the day, you know, during the day we have sunlight, but something happens at night. The sun goes. And what happens? The moon comes. The time that the sun goes is the time that Jesus has gone. Now is the time for the moonlight to shine. Yes, now that the sun has gone, we are in the era of the moon. When does the moon shine the most? Mm, night. In darkness. So yeah. we are the light. We are the moonlight that now shines in the in dark darkness. world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So many of you who are trying to be stars and famous are counterproductive because God intended for you to only be a reflection of his, his light. light. You will shine brighter when you become conscious of the sun. Not S-U-N, but S-O-N. Unintended. Your brightness is directly proportional to your knowledge of the sun. Yes, sir. So we are the light of the world right now, Pastor yes, Phil. Yes, sir. He is no longer, as long as I'm here, he's no longer here. No now longer. is the time of the moonlight. Let me show you a scripture. All right. John chapter 11, verse 9. Mm-hmm. John chapter 11, verse 9. See what the scripture says. It says, Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble. Now look at this very well. It says, Because he sees the light of this world. Look at what the scripture is really saying here. He's saying that in the daytime, this person will not stumble. The Bible didn't say, not because it is day, mm. but because he sees, he sees mm. the light of this world. So, you're not stumbling in the day. Mm. is not because you are not seeing, or not because you are seeing the sun, like he said, as UN, but because you are seeing the light of let's go to the next verse. Let me show you something in this. It says, but if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light 
is not in him. Not because it's night. He is wow. falling because the light, the light is not in him. who is the sun mm. is not inside him. Mm. Now, the Bible makes it clear that if you have the sun, you have light. Mm. And when Pastor Dan was talking about God creating three different kinds of light, or two majorly, the sun to rule in the day, mm-hmm. and the moon to rule in the night. Mm-hmm. Have you realized that light rule because in the beginning the bible says that god created the greater light to rule in the day and the lesser light to rule in the night so it is not enough that you are the light of the night but you are a ruler of the night are you getting my point when let me show you something in matthew chapter 2 verse 1 Matthew chapter 2 verse 1. Follow me with scriptures. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold the wise men. Somebody say the wise men. Wise men. The wise men from the east, Pastor Dan, came mm-hmm. to Jerusalem, verse 2, saying, Where is he who has been born? King of the Jews. Somebody say king. king. Now, what do kings do? Rule. Somebody say kings rule. Kings rule. Yeah, they say, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Mm. For we have seen his star. Mm. See, the wise men saw a light. Mm. Then they started to look for a king. Mm. If the Bible says that you are the light of this world, it means that you don't need a coronation to be a king. Are you getting my point? There is a connection between light and dominion. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. So, light is about ruling. It's about light is about taking charge. You know, yes, sir. The Bible says something that light shined in darkness, and darkness could not comprehend. Yes. So. There is no contest between light and darkness. Yes. There is no contest. Mm. If there is darkness in the room and you turn on the light, or as we say here, if you light up, right? Mm. Right? Once you light up, there is no contest. Mm. Because light is about ruling. You see, when, when the Bible says you are the light of the world, it's saying... You are the one that gives guidance, mm. direction, mm. and, you know, sense to the world. Yes, sir. The world without you is a dark place. The world without you makes no sense. Yes. When the Bible says you are the light of the world, it's saying that you are the one that's supposed to give direction to nations. Mm. Mm. That's what Pastor Phil is saying. Mm. Light is about ruling. Mm. Scarcely do we open the Bible before we see the words light. Mm. Genesis chapter 1, right? The Bible says that um, there was darkness over the face of the earth, and the earth was without form, and it was void. And then the Bible says, God said, let there be what? Light. Now, there's something called the law of first mention. It means that when a word is mentioned first in the Bible, it is used in its most correct context and should be used as a key to understanding that word throughout the Bible. Yes. The law of first 
mentioned. So the first time we hear light is in the book of Genesis. The Bible says the world was in chaos and God's first response to this order was what? Let there be light. What does that mean for us? The Bible says you are the light of the world. So when there is chaos in the world, what does God do? He sends you. You are God's response to chaos in Nigeria. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When God was confronted with void and chaos, yes, sir. Pastor Phil, he said, let there be light. And by that he meant sunlight. But in the New Testament, we understand that when he says, let there be light, it's actually saying, let there be you. Hmm. Pastor Dan, look yeah. at something. Let me, let me show you. Look at the scripture very well. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse, verse 3. It says, then God said, mm. let there be light. Mm. Are you looking at the scripture? Mm. And there was light. Mm. Somebody said there was light. There was light. No, say it confidently. Say there was light. There was light. Verse 4 says, and God saw the light that it was good. Mm. And God divided mm. the light from darkness. Hold on. Verse 14. It says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmaments of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons. And for days and years. Verse 15. And God let them be for lights in the firmaments for the heavens to give light to the earth. Look at this carefully. To give light to the earth. And it was so. Verse 16. <laughs> then God. Are you following this? Somebody say I'm following. Oh big bro it's good to see you. It's good to see you sir. Somebody say, I'm following, I'm following. following. Say, I'm following, I'm following, I'm following, I'm following. Then God made two great lights. The greater light Mm. to rule in the day. What is that? The sun. Talk to me if you're here. The sun. And the lesser light to rule in the night. Mm -hmm. What is that? The moon. The moon. All right. In verse 14, the Bible says that God made two lights. Mm. And then he also made the stars. But before he made those lights, in the beginning, he said, let there be light. Mm. Which light was he talking about? Mm. See, this was the fourth day. Are you getting my point now? Mm. On the fourth day is when God made the sun and the moon. Mm. But from the first day, Mm. the second day, and the third day, what light was shining? Mm. Mm. Now, let me explain something here. The light that was operating in the first, second, and third day before the sun came, Pastor Dan, is the operations of God. It is called revelation. Now, some of you would receive light today. Amen. I'm not talking about sun. <laughs> You've had too much of sun all your life. <laughs> if you need sun to dry your cloth, that's not what I'm talking about. Mm. The light that I'm talking about, see, light will break forth into you. Mm. 
Now, do you know what I mean when I say light will break forth into you? I'm not talking about the sun. I'm meaning that it might become your first day of some experiences. Mm. Are you still here? So, so the light that Pastor Dan mm. is talking about, where, when there is chaos and when there is wahala, he sends you into that position or that place. You begin to shine as a light. Mm. You are bringing a supernatural operation of God. Mm. There are ways things are in heaven. There is no sun in heaven. All right. Mm? It's called the glory of yes, God sir. in heaven. In the tabernacle, there were three compartments. Mm. The outer court, Pastor Dan, was littered by the sun. Yeah. The inner court was littered by the tables of candlesticks. Mm. But the holies of holies mm. was the glory of God. Yes, sir. So, if you look into the holies of holies, mm. which we could not then. Uh-huh. Eh? If you look inside, you will not see candle. Mm. You will not see sunlight. Mm. But it is bright. Wow. So, when we are talking about you lighting up, mm. it is supernatural. Yes, sir. Is it not interesting that the Bible says you are the light of the world. Yes, sir. It does not say you are the light of the church. the church. Because there is no need for light in the church. Yes, sir. Let me fix this. Yes. Is it bright in here? Yes. Will it make sense to light a candle in here? Yes. It makes no sense. Why? Because there is already... Now, the problem with us as light is we have stayed in church too long. There is a concentration of light in church and so much darkness outside where the light is needed. Yes, sir. The Bible also says something that you are the salt of the earth. How many of you have had Indomie without that little... You know, that... that <laughs> I do say Savo. How, how, how many of you have had jello rice, Pastor Phil, without salt? How does it taste? What God is saying is you are to the earth what salt is to food. Mm. You are to the earth. Now let me ask you something. Do you put food into salt or do you put salt into food? <laughs> For so long, Pastor Phil, we've been praying, God, bring the sinners. God is saying, take your light out. out. So we're saying, let the sinners... Food does not approach salt. Salt approaches food. Now, let me ask you another question. The proportion of salt to food, which one is more? What I'm saying is, God does not need a lot of us. He needs just few of us hey! to understand our assignment on the earth. He says, you are the light of the world. Yes, sir. It is very important that he does not say the earth. Bible makes a distinction many times between earth and world. One, earth is a geographical location. Yes, sir. World refers to the systems, systems on the earth. Pastor Phil introduced the seven mountains. You see, there are about, let me show you, there are about seven mountains and systems that control the world. So, which means that each and every one of us somehow fall into one of the systems. Whether you choose or not, whether you like it or not, you just fall into the systems. All right? um, the first one is education. The second one is religion. The third one is family. 
The fourth one is arts and entertainment. The fifth one is business. The sixth one is government. And the seventh one is media. So in each of these systems, there are um, people who control these systems. Mm -hmm. Are you listening to me? Mm -hmm. There are people who are in charge of these systems. Let me show you something in, in Colossians chapter 1 verse 20, Pastor Dan. Okay. Um, Colossians chapter 1 verse 20. And many of us as believers have gotten stuck. This is where we're stuck. Mm. It says, and by him to, somebody say to reconcile. To reconcile. Preach with style with me. Say to reconcile. To reconcile. All things. Now, is it some things or a few things? Mm, all things. Now, say all things well with me. All things. To reconcile all things to himself. The kingdom or the systems that mm. Pastor is introducing, mm. we're not just talking about reconciling all people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Bible didn't say reconcile all people to himself. Mm -hmm. It is good, but not enough. Mm -hmm. Get people born again, yes. But we need to get systems born again. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Because initially, music was for him. Mm. But now Satan has taken it. Mm. Personalized music. Remember when I told you about how God created Lucifer, that, that the Bible says in him was all manner of mm. instrument. That when you looked at Lucifer, the creation of God, who was meant to give God glory, Lucifer was an embodiment of all kinds of sound. He had drums, brass, sounds, tones, keyboard, everything inside of him. So when God created music, it was originally for his purpose. But if you look at our systems today, it's been polluted. So when we're saying we need to take back and light up the world, we're not just talking about getting people to get saved. We're talking about getting systems mm. to be saved. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. For so long, our focus has been church when God is thinking kingdom. Yeah. Two very different things. Church means ecclesia, the called out, out ones. Kingdom means the king and his domain or the king and his area of influence. God is not only interested in the gathering of his saints, He's interested in the outgoing of his saints. Yes, sir. Rick Warren said something. He said, the success of a church is not determined by its sitting capacity, but by its sending capacity. How many people is the church able to send out, not only to people, but to systems? Yes. Now, if I ask you, how many of you want to go into politics? You say, no. It's a dirty game. But that's why Nigeria is still the way it is. Because, you know, bad things happen when good people do nothing. Yeah. As long as we are satisfied with singing, how excellent is your name, oh Lord, in church, mm. we have not understood what it means to be light. <laughs> that is only half of the job. Because mm. after church comes kingdom. Yes, sir. The gospel is not something to come to church to hear. It is something to go from church to tell. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The gospel is not something to come to church to hear. It is something to go from church to tell. Mm. When we say you are the light of the world, we're saying take over kingdom. Take over. God is interested in media. Mm. 
God is interested in the family. God is interested in having kingdom hospitals. God is interested in kingdom businesses where there is no such thing as bribery. Christians must be at the forefront of national transformation. Yes. Our assignment is more than just church. There is a kingdom. Mm. You know why we compete with ourselves, sir? This church versus that church. Mm. It's because we don't understand that we may have different names, but we're all part of one kingdom. Yes, sir. You know why there's competition for people to be pastors and apostles? I want to, they should anoint me with oil. Don't you know where to buy oil? (laughs) Because we don't understand that ministry is bigger than church. There is kingdom. Yes, sir. So we're all fighting for this one spot to stand here when God is anointing apostles to the media. In the marketplace. Apostles in the hospital. Ministry from the Greek word diakonos, it means service. Service, yes. Yes. Say, I'm a minister of God, servant. Mm. It means servant. Do you know what apostle means? Messenger. Yes, sent one. Mm. I am apostle, doctor, reverend, commanding, commander. Apostle, simply, let me tell you, you are an apostle. Maybe not to the church, but to your particular sphere. Are you into fashion? God is sending you into the fashion business to redefine what looking good looks like. Yes. Are you into music? God is sending you into the kingdom of that sphere to show people what lyrical content really is. God wants to replace common practice with best practice. Yes. Yes. Kingdom values. Where you walk into a hospital and you immediately know this is not a church. Mm. But Christ is king here. Yes, sir. So they may not sing praise and worship in that hospital. Mm. But when you walk in, you understand that this is the very kingdom of of God. That is God's goal for Nigeria. Not that we have bigger cathedrals, but that we establish his kingdom. Mm. You know, see, when Pastor Dan was talking about anointing, you know, <laughs> many of us feel anointing is only to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, and to... You reminded me of the scripture in Isaiah chapter 61, mm. verse, I think, 1, from verse 1 down to 4. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 4. Let me show you. Okay. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach. Preaching is good because the anointing comes on you to preach. So, but first of all, let's say all together, I am anointed. I am anointed. Say it again. Say, I am anointed. I am anointed. Now it says, Anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor, which is the gospel. He has sent me to heal the broken. Part of the anointing purpose of the anointing. This is part of it. Send me to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Verse 2, to proclaim the acceptable year of the, of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Verse 3, it says to console those who mourn in Zion. Zion, all of us in church, your ministry, your anointing is touching people in church. It's part of it. But look at what verse 4 says. Verse 4 says, and they shall rebuild Mm. the old ruins and they shall raise the former desolations. Mm. This is national transformation. So the purpose of the anointing is to transform. Mm. Not Mm. just to blow and people fall under the anointing and break our chairs. Mm. That's Mm. not just the purpose of the anointing. The purpose of the anointing is not just to drive out demons. Mm. It's part of it. But it's also to rebuild Mm. nations. Mm. 
raise former desolations and they shall repair the ruined cities can you see cities there now when you are sent to your work sphere to your place of influence that's your nation a nation is not necessarily a gathering of people speaking the same language but a gathering of people having the same interest so as a fashion designer like uzama he's a nation in his own right so if you bring uzama and all the fashion designers they are coming together as one nation you have a nation he wants you to be light there so can you poke your neighbor for me tell the person i'm sent do me a favor the next person who is by your side the other person just you may uncomfortably shout or scream but just tell the person light up if you are a light in your world this is what will happen to you you are going to see you are going to influence the last phrase says many generations some of you your light to your nation to what you're sent into will cause your children's children to rejoice at your obedience that's the truth i'm going to provoke prophetically something that will wake up inside of you many of us you think that you are at your workplace and there is no purpose for why you're there and you think that ministry is only coming to church to preach like dan and i are doing we may never give you the opportunity to preach but you can preach in your office hallelujah the biggest problem is that we've gotten comfortable, like Pastor Phil said, with playing church. Playing church. There is a sense in which you can walk into church and the music is so good and you just automatically lift your hands and you're so comfortable forgetting there is a kingdom. And while we're busy lifting up our hands in church, Kim Kardashian's father is becoming a woman. Right? You see, the devil does not joke with his agenda on earth. Yeah. He does not. Deliberate. He is fight in the movies. I was looking at series for a while and I was saying there's almost no TV series without a gay couple. Do you realize? Yeah. I was saying, what's happening? Now in America, in case you haven't seen the news, yeah. it's a federal law. Now oh. before now there were some states where you could have it, a, a gay marriage. Yeah. Now it's a federal law. It means that every state in America. But there are so many churches. What's happening? 30,000 seater churches. Yet, it's a federal law. Does it add up? There's a problem. Every day, a we problem. have new churches in Nigeria. But things are going bad. What is happening? It's a problem. It's a problem. See, Pastor Dan, yes, you know, a lot of pastors and preachers have always taught the people that ministry is beginning and ending from when they walk into mm. the door and when they walk out of the door they mm. are walking out of ministry mm. but but we must really teach the church mm. especially the fact that we're 21st century cutting-edge professionals many mm. of us who are sent in different spheres your mm. engineers your lawyers your doctors your you're meant to affect that place mm. you're meant god will give you creative innovations mm. It, it, it's not about overtaking mm. it's about taking over mm. because if I want to overtake I probably might allow or permit the existence of the other one mm. but taking over is to win dominate. it's to dominate sir. Mm. So, so we have to teach the church that the church must focus on ministry and understanding that ministry is out there mm. 
it's not in here mm. it's in here yeah but mm. it's not just ending here yeah. You know, God's agenda on earth, his priority, is not quite the church, but the kingdom. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the word church only comes out of the mouth of Jesus twice. Yeah. Yeah. But kingdom, often. And one of the times, he says, you're a Peter, and upon this rock, I will will build build my church. church. And the gates of hell shall not be filled. But I will give you the keys of the the kingdom. kingdom. In other words, the purpose of the church is is to establish the kingdom. So we come to church to learn what it takes to go out into the bank and dominate. Yes. We come to church to learn what it means to be in the fashion. I don't know why I'm concentrating on fashion. But it's you, right? All right. So the purpose of church is for kingdom. God has seen over generations enough holy hands that are not walking outside. You are the light of the world. God has heard all the songs. I mean... He is the one that inspires the song. He has heard all of them. What God is saying is, after you leave church, what happens? Requiring makes a distinction between ministry and mission. He says God gives everybody one ministry to the church, yes. but a mission to the world. To the world. If you're only fulfilling your ministry, I'm in the choir. That's half of the job. Because when you step out into your office, yes. you need to establish kingdom. Yes. Kingdom. Kingdom. Can I encourage some hearts here? Mm. Um, Joel chapter 3 verse 10. Mm. You know, I want to bring out scriptures so you can have something to hold on to. Mm. Joel chapter 3 verse 10 says, Beat your plowshares mm. into swords. He's talking to a farmer. Are you still here? Mm. He's talking to a farmer. Mm. So he's telling the farmer, convert your professional tool into a weapon of war. Mm. Meaning that we now are meant to turn our professions mm. into ministry. Mm. The next phrase says, and your pruning hooks into spare. What is, is spare for farming? Spare basically is to fight. Mm. Do you get my point? Now, whether we like it or not, we're in a fight because the kingdom of God suffers violence the violence that he's talking about is not driving demons out the kingdom of God suffers violence what is the violence? the opposition that is coming from the kingdom of darkness so he says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent takes it by force look at this what is the next phrase? The next phrase says, let the weak say, I am strong. Can you say it with me? I will say I'm strong. I will say I'm strong. Can I ask you a question? Why do you think that the writer of the scripture is putting, let the weak say I'm strong, just after convert your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spares? He's saying to you, that if you feel you are too weak to do ministry because you are just a lawyer, mm. you better start saying you're strong. Mm. If, if you feel that you are too weak or you are not like Pastor Phil or Pastor Dan, you, are not, you don't have the ministry flair, you don't have the, the way we talk, the way we speak, you know, there's a way pastors speak. <laughs> 
ordinary bless you you have to add h bless bless you the lord increase you and it's usually big the stomach is always big i'm coming to release a word to you i mean you see, see but you may not have all that thing are you getting me but as a businessman say i am strong for ministry that's that let the weak say i'm strong god is going to stir up in the hearts pastor dan while yeah. we were praying yesterday i was praying yesterday and this morning god is going to stir up in the hearts of people to first of all redefine ministry yeah. and then deliberately begin to bring kingdom mm. into what they do mm. pastor d i think we should talk about a little bit before we uh, close what it really entails to um what do we mean when we say bring the kingdom of god okay. into our sphere jesus says you know speaking says um your will be done let your kingdom come yeah let your will be done yeah. and when he's teaching us to pray he says to pray thy kingdom come so that's that's one way yeah. it's going to happen through our prayer we Praise. need to pray yes. about taking over systems says, yes. if all your prayers god give me forgive me give me forgive me mm. that's where most of the pentecostal church prayer ends yes. give me forgive mm. me mm. time has come for you to start saying i take over the sphere of business I take over the sphere of politics. Yes. I take over the sphere of fashion, of media, Ooh, right? So it will happen through prayer. Another way it will happen is that it will happen through your life. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Right? There's something called social relevance. Your life, your lifestyle. When people see that there's a difference the way you conduct, if people feel comfortable in your business passing around a bribe around you, then you're probably not establishing kingdom, right? Because you're, you're just living the way the other kingdom lives. So it will happen, number one, prayer. Number two, it will happen through the fruit of your life. Integrity. Mm. Words we don't hear in church anymore. Integrity. It means that when I say A, it means A. Yes, sir. It means that I will do politics without all the shady business. It means that people will understand that they can trust me with their finances. Yes, sir. It means that people know I am trustworthy. Pastor Phil? Yes, sir. Um, when Pastor Dan was talking about praying, um, let me show you something in Psalms chapter 2, verse, um, verse 6. It says, Yet I have set my king on my holy hill mm. of Zion. Can you see the connection between king and church? Mm. You see, it's not just saying saint. It's not just saying believer. But he's saying king. Somebody say, I'm a king. I'm a king. Now he says, I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. Verse 7 says, I will declare mm. the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Mm. Today I have begotten you. Mm. Verse 8. This is what you and I should do now. Verse 8. Look at verse 8. Yes, Ask of me mm. and I will give you the nations. the nations. Look, God is about to release nations yes, to sir. you. It's not a joke. It's not yes, a joke. God, look, you know, many of us, what we are meant to do is to take over our natural giving nations. Mm. And after you have dominated, you are now also permitted to begin to negotiate territories. Mm. 
you are also see I, for example i'm a medical doctor now and god is giving me innovations and i'm going to build in my own way things that will bring the kingdom of god in the medical world mm. But at the same time, I will also begin to negotiate territories mm. and begin to pry into other nations. Mm. How can you negotiate territories when you haven't found your original mm. natural giving territory? Mm. So God is going to wake in you the consciousness of your nation mm. in the name of Jesus Christ. He says, ask of me and I will give to you the nations for your inheritance. Mm. There is another in, uh, version that says, it's your birthday. Mm. It was your mom I heard preaching that. Yeah, the message version. Let, let me see the message version. Let me see. It's, it's, see, friends, it's your birthday. And is it, what do you want? Yes. Name it. Nations as a present. Yes, sir. Continents. You are dealing with the God who is having nations. This is the world is in his hands. It says nations as a present, continents mm. as a prize. That's for you. That's for you. And remember, don't, don't get stuck that God is not saying I'm going to give Africa to you mm. as geographical location. But he will give you a business that will take over Africa. Yes, sir. That's what he's talking about. Yes, sir. So if he said you are the light of the world, you are not local. Yes, sir. You are an international brand. Mm. <laughs> you are an international brand. You are global. Yes, sir. To be global is to meet international standards. Yes, sir. Are you getting it? Yes, so if sir. I place your product in juxtaposition mm. with another standard or mm. another product, it's supposed to fit in. Mm. Shawarma was um, a Lebanese delicacy. But right now, Shawarma has become global. Global. Because Shawarma hasn't changed, but in Nigeria, Nigerians buy Shawarma, mm. not just Lebanese. So, Eba. <laughs> becomes global not when Nigerians in America buy Eba yeah. but when Americans buy Eba mm. so if God is saying that I will give you a brand mm. and I will give you an invention mm. that is for the world mm. it means everybody in yes, your sir. continent is a, a continent yes, for a prize are you still here it's just yes, a sir. continent a nation for a mm. present I'm going to give it to you name it mm. what's the next one sir what's the next one we're going somewhere. What's the next one? Verse. It says, you shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like potter's vessel. Verse 10. It says, now therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, mm. you judges of the earth. Mm. You are to judge the earth. Yeah. Lawyers in this building, listen to me. You're, you're meant to judge the earth. Mm. It means you're meant to judge in your nation you're meant to preside mm. in the nation let's get down on our knees and begin to pray. Mm. yeah let's get down on our knees and begin to pray and say lord i want to take over this territory i want to take over specify your nation mm. when you get back home specify your nation and say god give me this nation mm. dangote has taken business mm. dangote does not have two heads mm. But his brain is working. Mm. <laughs> are you getting my point? You see, but, and those things are gifts from God. Mm. What are we doing? Mm. Many of us have inventions that will beat the test of many of these people out there. But God is saying to you that I need to put this thing in the right hand. People who will take this kingdom and make it the kingdom of our God and his Christ. Mm. 
So I want you to begin to go back to your, um, your homes, your, 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 your secret place, and begin to intercede for nation. Many of the things that I see in my life, I prayed them. I prayed through. Mm. I'm not saying all of them, because God does beyond yes. what you even pray for. Yeah. Yeah? But you, there's many times that, remember Jesus. Jesus was about to take, bring in the kingdom. Mm. Before he beat his right hand men, the mm. disciples, he had to pray all night. And when he prayed, he knew who would be his, one of his 12 apostles. Mm. God is giving you business and you also need the right connection. You also need people who to work with. If you make a mistake in choosing who your partner should be, it's a problem. Mm. Mm. So that's why you need to sit down and begin to pray. If there is business impressed in your heart to do, know that your business is a means to an end. Mm. Not just for you to make cash. Mm. It's for you to push the kingdom. For kingdom. Kingdom. Hallelujah. Are you ready to pray? Yes, sir. The praying is not here when you get back home. Yeah. Take over your nation. Mm. Doctors in the house, take over your nation. Mm. Lawyers in the house, take over your nation. Uzama is taking over his nation. Mm. God is doing great things through Uzama. He's going to be traveling out of the country and to showcase his product wow. in the UK very soon. Wow. I think this, com- this week, if I'm correct, tomorrow. Tomorrow. He's passionate about what he does. God is, you see, God will put things in the hands of people who are trusted, Pastor Dan. I just want to say, and then I'm I'm going to sit down because I'm the supporting preacher here. We have to be careful that our dreams are not too petty. Abraham was thinking about only Isaac when God was seeing the whole nation of Israel. Yes. Sometimes we're crying for the next meal. (laughs) Abraham was preoccupied with, I want one son. God is saying, through you, I will bring forth a whole nation. You see, trusting God becomes easier when you understand God's big picture. If Abraham understood that there will be no Jesus without me, he wouldn't be crying for one son. If he understood that from me will come an Isaac, who will come a Jacob, who will become Israel, who will come 12 tribes, and a whole nation, and eventually Jesus will come from me, Abraham will be at rest. There are things in your life that you're crying for now because you don't know God's big picture. It's bigger than just you having a son. God is thinking about the nation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening, and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.